welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Helika. And welcome to the show. We have not done an episode like this in, I don't know, probably like a year it or has been, more. Yeah. I mean, we we don't usually do it's true. episodes like this, but it has felt like at least for the past few months, we've just had so many like events that we needed to cover and like our girl groups and like you you know we were just like scheduled every sec every single week for what feels like months that we haven't had a chance to just generally talk about what's going on in the k-pop world and we feel like in the past couple of weeks or months in the past few episodes we've sort of had to like miss things or like we haven't, we just haven't had a chance to talk about what we're listening to or any breaking news or controversies or anything like that. So this is going to be just kind of an informal catch up episode. Yeah. Hey, what's going on in the K-pop world right now that has kind of caught our attention? What are we listening to lately? What are we looking forward to? And just generally like a, Hey y'all, what's up? Yeah, because we've been very, very busy this week. Our K-pop dance crew is finally reunited and it's finally Korean festival season again. Mm -hmm. So if you're a Patreon patron, look forward to an episode this week uh, regaling our experience at our Korean festival. Um, So there's that to look forward to if you want to but um yeah we just needed a little Mm loosey-goosey time yeah that always (laughs) takes a lot of energy from us as far as like preparing and performing and all of that so we wanted to take it a little bit easy especially after we've had such like I don't want to call them like work heavy episodes because like half of them were just like concerts that we like got to go to, (laughs) but I don't know. We've just had a lot of like prepared things uh, and we wanted to, to give ourselves a break and also to just give you guys a sort of more like fun, relaxed episode because we know you like those. Yeah, it's true. So we have a little like list here of things that we've had to skip over in weeks or whatever. So yeah, this will just be loosey goosey. Yeah. And it's not a, this is not a comprehensive, like, here's everything you've missed from the, no, no, no. This is just like a, what have we been, what do we want to talk about? (laughs) What's on our radar? So if this shit isn't on your radar, well, I'm sorry. It's our show. (laughs) (laughs) So deal with it. (laughs) So what's first on our loosey-goosey agenda? Um, The first thing I have listed, just because I had to skip over it when it happened, and I feel like as the premier Hudon news source, it needed (laughs) to be discussed. But Hyuna and Don ended their uh, tenure at P Nation. They had Mm -hmm. signed three-year contracts, and at the end of them, they said, we're good. And they're, they're gone. Yeah. Um, Jessie left earlier in the year as well. Um, so I'm assuming that she had a similar deal of like a three-year contract and then she decided not to renew. Um, and they didn't either, which I thought was really interesting. Like I was surprised when Jessie left and then to hear that Hyanna and Don also chose not to resign, that made me very curious as to like what is going on at P Nation. And I know that at least with Hyanna and Don, it's been kind of an interesting time for them like the past three years because you know like 
Don said he had so much music and then he like only put out an EP and then like, I don't know. It just seemed like, or like Hyanna said it was going to be like a 16 track album and then it turned out to have like five. And so it was just very interesting that it seemed like we had a little bit of a pattern of the artists themselves telling us they were working on something, preparing to show us one particular thing. And then the final product ended up being very different from what either they thought it was going to be or what they had told us it was going to be. So that's always a little bit troubling, I think, because that obviously speaks to some kind of either miscommunication or disorganization within the company, because it's like, if Hyanna thought she was going to get a 16 track album and then someone in the company was like, oh no, no, this was always supposed to be an EP, then obviously that's a miscommunication. But if it was like they had planned to do a 16 track album and then couldn't get it together to actually do it, well, that's kind of even worse. Right. Um, so I don't know. Like we obviously don't have a lot of details about it, but it must be discussed. Yeah. I feel like I, yeah, it's strange because that the um, Nabilera album at Hyanna's birthday, she's said it was going to be longer than it was and I also like I made a TikTok opening my Nabulata album because I was furious about Mm -hmm. it because it came in a little plastic like jelly sandal envelope which I'm not cool was also in a weird plastic but then when you opened it it was 150 loose postcards it like wasn't even bound wasn't a book and they shot all of the pictures for that album in Hyanna's house Oh, wow. Like they didn't even go anywhere. They shot them in her house. Wow. So like, and yeah, I was just like disappointed. And it was strange with both of her album releases. It seemed like P Nation capped the manufacturing at Mm. 10,000. Like I'm not cool sold out like immediately. And then they didn't print anymore. Mm -hmm. And like that feels confusing because it's like if people wanted to buy more, like you could have made more money or something and I wonder if it's like my uh supposing is that I think possibly because Sai is an independently wealthy person like all the money at P Nation is Sai's money like I don't know if he has other investors mm-hmm. like helping with the money and I feel like he might be afraid to take financial risks Mm. and so he only does like we we know we can sell ten thousand albums so that's what we'll do and Mm -hmm. we won't take any losses yeah or like i like to be optimistic and hope that maybe he paid like maybe he pays his artists very well but in order to do that you have to like cut back initial costs so that Mm -hmm. the profits are better or whatever but it also just seemed like in a similar way that I think kind of happens at JYP sometimes, like Psy being Psy means that Psy is the most important artist at P Nation. Right, yeah. So all of the stops are pulled out for Psy concerts, mm-hmm. whereas everyone else only gets to perform at college shows. Right. Or like on Psy's most recent album, he has like a major featured artist on almost every single track. And that was a full like 12 or more song album. But then his other artists are only releasing smaller collections. So it does, it it just brings up a lot of questions about like where the priorities of the company are and what they're like putting sort of more like weight into yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what they're literally investing in. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I also wonder if because 
like he has his new boy group, which he also is like very invested in and they mm-hmm. seem to get a lot of, you know, the company behind them. I wonder if because Sai was only signing like his initial lineup was like already established Mm -hmm. independent artists who like so i wonder if he just felt like oh i can just be hands off about this they know what they're doing and they don't need to be like guided uh, guided the way that a brand new group what would but i think that's wrong and like even though like hyana is hyana like she clearly deserved more promotion and Mm -hmm. bigger stuff and i think it's just disappointing that they that it turned out that they were like lying about stuff or that things that they said didn't come true. Like we talked about on the ping pong, uh, when we did our Patreon about ping pong during all the promotion of that, Hyana and Don were saying that the album is called one plus one equals one because then they were each going to release follow up yeah. albums mm-hmm. that like made it a whole trilogy. And that Don put happened. out a single song yeah. and like, I just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, because then because then it becomes a pattern, right? Of like if it happened only once and like, oh, Hyanna said she was going to put out 16 tracks and it ended up only being 5, like that happens one time. But then they both are like this is actually a trilogy and then nothing else comes from it. That's like why? Why did that happen? Like what who dropped the ball at the company that did it or like was this, it, was there just no follow through with the concepts of like, this is what we talked about in the meeting and then nobody puts in the work right, to right, actually to do make it. that happen. And then they come out with like, oh, it's been two months and like, no, we're not doing that anymore. I don't know. It just seems, it seems like a bit of a red flag to me that Jesse, Hyanna and Don would all choose to leave like and I'm very curious to see how long crush sticks around because he was the the fourth of the of size like established artists that he signed on and he was in the military for the past like two years or whatever so he was only with Psy for a little while and then he just came out and he came back he like did put out a song um I think there's a BTS on it yeah J-Hope is on it so like it fucking sold bazillions of copies because it had that like BTS attached to it it. And I wondered when I saw that, I was like, oh, I feel like Sai is now trying to keep people like, mm-hmm. oops, I fucked up. Like I yeah. keep losing my artist. So I need to get a BTS on Crush's song. So like that he won't, so he won't leave me. Right. So now, <laughs> now, honestly, like my crush countdown has begun right. to be like, how long is he going to stick around, um, at, at P nation? We'll, we'll see. Um, cause we don't know how, how much longer he has in his contract. Obviously his military time had to have been factored into that somehow. So I don't know if he like still has two years, We'll find out, but um, I also do wonder if it's like, if it wasn't anything, like if it wasn't anything bigger than it is, because like Don needs to enlist soon, mm -hmm. like that has to happen. So like, I wonder if he was just like, well, I don't want to sign another contract because like I'm not doing anything. And then Hyuna was like, well, I'm not doing anything without him. So Mm -hmm. we're both gone or what? But I don't know, but they're still, they've booked just as many, like, college, like, those little festival shows that they perform at. They have just as many, like, booked for the next couple months as they did when they were at P Nation. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it's also just like, oh, I don't need them taking yeah. 50% of my cut. Or, I like, if they can just do it themselves yeah. or what. But Yeah, I don't know. 
But it was weird. It is It is odd. It's odd and it's a little bit concerning. It's mm-hmm. always concerning when artists choose to leave a company um, and when it happens in succession like that, it makes you wonder if this is like a grand exodus. Is it just a coincidence? I don't know. Scientists usually like to say like, you know, twice is a coincidence, three times is a pattern, and this is three people. Yeah. So we'll we'll let crush <laughs> the art be our, our deciding, deciding factor, factor. I think uh, to see because we can we can call Hude on a pair. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, perhaps this is just an unfortunate coincidence for Sai so far, but we'll see. But it's also just kind of interesting and a little bit funny, like thinking back to three years ago mm-hmm. when Sai started picking up all of these little lone wolves. And anytime there was any kind of drama in any group or company, people would be like tweeting like, P Nation, just come get them. Yeah. And like, I think we put too much faith in P Nation. We may to be start yeah. out. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but we'll find out. We'll find we'll out. see how it all shakes out in the end. Um, but speaking of Hugh Don, I, they did go on return of Superman a couple of weeks ago, which was amazing. Oh my God. So cute. I was so excited that they went on the show and it's so cute and everyone should watch it. Don has such good dad energy that I was very surprised by. Mm -hmm. Like he's a very good little dad. And there was like a very cute moment where the mom of the kid they were watching, was like, when you guys have kids, like, I bet he'll, like, really dote on your daughters. And he was like, yeah, I will. And Hyuna was like, he dotes on me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they were just so adorable. So everyone should watch that because I thought it was so cute. It was very cute. And they're like, and I wonder, I feel like at this point, based on his Instagramming, that Don is going to quit being a singer and become a painter, like, full-time. Like, Ooh. all he does is paint these days. Like, every video he posts is, like, friends at his house, and they're, like, having a painting party. Like, they just love painting. I mean, honestly, at this point, like, <laughs> Hyanna might be so independently wealthy that he can just, like, be her house husband. Yeah. And, like, take care of their dogs and any babies that come along and paint and just like chill and yeah I, what a life yeah L- would love that i think that would be great <laughs> that would be great for both of them i think <laughs> um the next thing i had on my list was a big news item and was really affecting me when it happened but like it doesn't seem to have had any, any effect at all any so impact. far but a couple of months ago, all of the Monstas needed to re-sign their Starship contracts, and everyone re-signed except for I am. Mm-hmm. And when this news was broken, I was I was broken. I was really, really upset about it, and I like was having a hard time having a positive attitude about mm-hmm. it because other examples of like, oh, Techyon left two p.m. and then two p.m. didn't put out music for four years, or like. Um, I mean, that was also them like taking their sweet right, right, right. time going to the army. There were a lot of factors. There was a lot of factors. There were a lot of factors. But then like Naon didn't yeah. resign with A-Pink's company and then she sort of showed up and then did and one then album and then was like, mm-hmm. I'm out for real. Like mm-hmm. they gave us a year to kind of cope with it. Yeah. And then she was like, no, for real, I'm not in A-Pink anymore. And like the other examples of like God 7 or, e- well, God 7 kind of breaks the mold, but like EXID or Girls Generation where they're like, oh, not all the members have resigned, but we'll always still be together. And then it's like, year 
years until we actually get something from them. And like, yeah, Girls' Generation came back this year, but how long has it been since they put anything out? Five And years. like, same with EXID. Like, yeah, they're finally coming back this year, but also how long did it take for them to do something after they left their company? So it was distressing news in the beginning just because it leaves things very unsettled and a little bit up in the air and my first thought was does Shonu know because (laughs) Shonu is in the army and I was like the Machne left and the leader's out of town like was he looped in did we conference call him like does he know what's happening to his group um so I was always very concerned about the Shonu of it all obviously um but it seems like this hasn't had big ripples so far so far like they did more concerts in Seoul I am was at them it was mom birthday a few days ago he was there for the live stream like he doesn't seem to have gone anywhere Mm. and there's no news of him re-signing somewhere else and I wonder if if that does happen, if that would be our like, oh, mm-hmm. he, I am doesn't show up for everything anymore. Yeah. Like, it's all very interesting. And I wonder if like, just curious in like a business sense, if like, because he's no longer signed with Starship, but he's still coming to activities. Like, I wonder if he got a pay cut, like if he's a contractor now and like, oh, you maybe. know what I mean? Like if there's some kind mm-hmm. of weird... Or I know that sometimes, like, there will be, um, what was it? Now I can't remember the specific example that this is of, but this has happened before with other K-pop groups where it's like, the the group has left the company or a member has left the company, but they are still, like, they have already committed or agreed to do XYZ shows. Yeah, EXID had to do Japanese albums after they broke out because of contracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that has happened before where it's, like, technically the contract ended in, let's say, April, but while you were still under contract, you agreed to do shows in December, you're still contractually obligated to do those shows. So you're not a member of Starship anymore, but you still have to show up to the mom birthday or whatever. Right, right, right. So I wonder if it's that aspect or yeah, if now he's an independent, he's a freelancer or whatever. I don't know. Uh, Obviously we don't unfortunately have the inside scoop on the business uh, side of things, but raises a lot of questions. That's for sure. Yeah. But I hope that like this is, just a sign of good things to come and that it will all work out and like it won't be weird because when it they first announced it I got so stressed because we know that Monster X is playing at this camp festival mm-hmm. later this month and they're also headlining a Nickelodeon festival and I was like oh my god if they only have four members like that what will insane. they even do that would be insane and then I got like all upset thinking about like they can't do drama rama because like the honey and I am back and forth is really important. And like, he can't do it all, but like Juhani can't take the whole part and like be doing the back and forth with himself. It would be so weird. Mm-hmm. But then I also saw, and I was like, Oh, I wonder if this is just a sign of things to come out there. Like soul shows. They were getting Kihyun to like do I am raps like immense, like be like, you do it. And I was like, oh, oh no, the no. others are practicing the rap parts. Like, I'm so stressed. Don't make <laughs> Kihyun rap. <laughs> don't do that. I don't even, I don't. <laughs> Kihyun, you know I love you. We don't need to see you rap. No. That doesn't that's need to not happen. That's not what your place in Monster that's X not, is. No, and it's not Minhyuk's and it's not Hyungwon's. Don't make them. Rap. <laughs> they can't pull it off. I'm sorry. 
I don't think they can do it. Yeah. I just really don't. Like, can you imagine Shonu rapping? No, and I don't want to. And I don't want to. (laughs) I don't want to have to. No. 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 I am. You You stick around. You sit. (laughs) And you stay. (laughs) But I did think it was very, very cute that at their soul shows, their show new was there with his mon bebe bong or whatever. And they like called him out in the crowd and he was just like wearing a t-shirt and jeans like a regular boy. It's so fun. It's so fun that Shonu got a stupid military job so that he's like still constantly around. <laughs> but you know what's not fun? <laughs> that I haven't seen not hide nor hair of him with these daycare children. Where is the footage? Oh, I saw videos of him at Everland with his class. What the fuck? Like I didn't. being camp counselor at an <gasps> amusement park. No! <laughs> send it to me. I'll try to find it and I will send it to you because I definitely did see some creepy, like I saw Shonu in his kindergarten class at Everland today. That would have been me. I would yeah. have followed that class around and be like, you need a volunteer? How many chaperones you got? You. I have child work experience. <laughs> Hey, kid, play my wingman. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, Shoni, I miss you. Yes. <laughs> How much longer does he have? Too I, long. Probably too long because of his teacher job. Yeah, like, those ones are longer. So then that's why I need the footage to get me through. Right. I need it to see him with the babies. I agree. I agree. Um, in other discharge news, there's not much to say because it's literally happening, like, right this moment but chanyol is free as of like this hour to be honest <laughs> i like haven't processed this information yet because my life has been arguably so peaceful. very peaceful <laughs> <laughs> and as i was pointing out earlier off off camera off microphone um he left in disgrace. Like True. all of the cheating drama and rumors and like fuckboy shenanigans were like all up in the air when he went away. Um, so I'm really, really, really curious to see what will be like kind of the first few things he does mm-hmm. because he had like, you know, XOSC came out and like he was doing a lot with his YouTube channel and he started his own like production studio NNG and they were doing a bunch of stuff and then all of this like fuckboy drama happened and he like hit his head under the sand and then just like quietly enlisted. So I'm very curious to see if any of that stuff will be drugged back up because people love to do that um, or if he's going to like continue to be inactive um, or what this will mean for like the exo of it all as well because now we have a lot of members that are out of the military Two members who have yet to enlist. Which is insane. I have still every day that goes by that like Kai doesn't enlist. I don't understand. Sehun is on Street Man. I saw he showed up as a as a secret cameo on Street Man this week. Boy, go to the army. (laughs) What have you been doing? And like now, like now that Chanyol's out, is he the only? No, Beckyon is. Beckyon is still in. I was like, is anybody else? 
Kyle's still in there? But no, Beck is, is still in there. Um, but then Kai and Sehun still have to go. But now we've got all the others, like the Hyung line, Shuman, Dio, They're all like Suho, Chen, Daddy Chen. They're all out. <sighs> like, and Chen, Chen has two children now. Yeah. He's a father of two. What the fuck? <laughs> and they're not even like babies anymore. Like no. I bet they both walk. They're like, yeah, they probably mm. both do at this point. Um, they're toddling about. <laughs> I can't even believe it. Um, but also just a slight aside, so proud of my daddy Chen for like, I knew that he would not let any of this get to him, but I love that he did stages at SM town and that he hasn't. Cause I still think that it's such a bummer that that one super junior, like let the mm-hmm. fans bully him away for yeah, getting yeah, yeah. married and totally. he fully disappeared. You know what? And I, I like that a- Chen said, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah. My favorite part about daddy Chen is that anytime he's not on stage, he wears his wedding ring. Love it. And he will go like, <laughs> I saw airport photos of him. I think he was with Suho and he was just like waving with his left hand. Like, yes, hello. <laughs> I am a married man. Father of to put a ring on it. It was great. I loved it. Um, because Changmin never wears his wedding ring. Um, and I love that Chen does. Um, because fuck all those people. Yeah. <laughs> like, you go, you live, <laughs> you live your life. Um, but yeah, anyway, Chanyeol's coming out and perhaps, um, my life is about to be wrecked, but yeah, we'll, we'll find see. out. <laughs> we shall see now that he's back in the wild. I am afraid. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> Just yeah. waiting for him to pop out of the woodworks and destroy me again. But it is very curious because it's like, if Kai and Sehun keep fucking stalling and like but like how much longer do they have to stall <laughs> that's like, the thing is how that it feels like it feels like this they're too old because i saw an article that was talking about guys 28 yes because i saw an article that was talking about some um person in the government was saying that like getting bts an exemption is going to like quote be like very difficult or it seems unlikely mm-hmm. or something about like bts is not going to be able to get out of I mean this. they've literally like exiled people who have tried to get out of it so I find it very hard to believe that they would suddenly be lenient about it yes but um, a lot of people in the comments were noting that it's strange that there are a bunch of like 92 liners like Kai and like Ravi and a bunch of people who like have not gone mm-hmm. and it seems like they are passing the like expiration date and it feels strange because i thought that they were really strict about this shit and it seems like i think in the case have, of some people it's i think not. technically you have until you're like 32 oh, okay. to enlist. oh okay 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 i do think that you have a while um but yeah i think i think 32 is the oldest you can be i but that is a is a figure that I've like had in my head for years. And I don't know what the source of that information was, but that's just like always been in my brain. So I do technically think that they still like have time until the deadline. It's just weird that they haven't gone already because literally everyone else in their group has gone already. And it's like, yeah, it just feels so strange. How long are you going to drag this out? Because if Chanyeol comes out and then you give us like some weird Beck Yunless, like seven member XO yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. Like you were giving That's us what the weird, where I was like, getting to is right. will they try to do some exactly. strange comeback like, of what they have? Right. Like we got the don't don't fight the I almost said don't stop the feeling. Don't fight the feeling <laughs> that had no that Suho had only six and no deal and, or whatever. Yeah. And then like I don't know. I just I just don't what is the XO of it all? 
Right. And EXO has always been like such a thorn in our sides, a beloved one, but a thorn nonetheless. And it feels Um, so, it's just so, especially like knowing everything that we know, like here in 2022 and thinking that if groups like BTS or all of the EXOs or whatever had just gone the second the pandemic started, they would all be done. done. They would all be done full groups back could do anything you want. And so I'm always so confused by like military enlistment because it seems like the kind of thing that you would just want to get it the fuck out of the way. Yeah. And like, I know that we've said this before, but I simply do not understand why the groups and the companies don't plan it better. Yeah. Because it's not like it's a surprise. Like, you know that it's going to happen. So like, you know, like, dong and uh what's his bucket from ace Ace. they like both went at the same time wow yes they like both went at the same time or like and all of on and off went at the same time or like changmin and you know like going at the same time like yeah that shit makes sense and like shiny like enlisting at the same time except for timmy but that's okay he's a baby (laughs) but like that shit just makes sense. Like, you know that you have to enlist. That is something that you've known literally since you were born because you're a man in Korea. And like, why wouldn't you plan ahead? Yeah. You had the time. Yeah. And I know that EXO is a mess. We have always known this. <laughs> we love them anyway. But God damn it, EXO. Yeah. What do we have to do? To get you to get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't like the... You're going to 2 p.m. it. Yes, because, yeah, we've had this entire year. Like, if Kai and Sehun had gone in January, then we would be, like, halfway... We'd be yeah. halfway to having full EXO. But they haven't even left. So that's, like, two... Every time... Every day they don't leave. That's two years mm-hmm. you have to push yeah. a full group comeback. And when, when was the last time that we had all of them together? Tempo? Tempo. We... Tempo was so long ago, we were in the studio yes. when that came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, Like, are you freaking kidding me? That was before the pandemic. Yeah. So it could have it could have all been over. So like that's just the frustration is I don't I don't see the point in like waiting. And I guess I yeah. on a on a personal individual level of like thinking about like Kai as a person or whatever, like the break, it, I, I guess it's nice to like have a break or like 2 p.m. Like that some of them were just sitting around like I'm sure after working sure. really hard as an idol for years and years, it's probably nice to like take a little break or whatever. But like, fuck, I, for the sake of the whole group and it's and it's not 1994 anymore. Groups survive past enlisting. Mm-hmm. So I don't get why companies seem to be like, no, we so need to like milk it, it yeah. because if they come back, maybe people won't love them anymore. But like, there's no proof of that. It seems like coming back from enlistment is good. Also, uh, as an XOL, <laughs> I think that I can confidently say that none of us are fucking going anywhere no, because we're if stuck we're in, in this still thing. in it now, <laughs> you can't get rid of us. <laughs> we're fucking stuck here. <laughs> it, it's not a choice anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we're just in it. Yeah. So give us the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them back to us. Give them and back boys, to us. Go away. So that you can come back. Agreed. Right? Like this. Come on. Come on. Ugh. (laughs) Exo. Always exhausting us. Exhausting. (laughs) 
Um, okay, moving on. What do we want to talk about next? What's next on the list? Next is the adore gaslighting. Okay. <laughs> so this is something we like sort of brought up a little bit in our girl group episode because we talked a little bit about throughout the whole thread of the episode, we talked about any time that we thought the sexualization of the young girls was was inappropriate. And there was recently a scandal in which the new group from Hybe, New Jeans, very young girls. And so some people, when they first debuted, were immediately like, these girls are too young. Like, why are we debuting them this young? And then everybody was like, well, Timmy debuted that young. And then it's like, okay, but that doesn't make it yeah, a yeah, good yeah. thing. My point on that is like, because I feel like, oh, maybe I like, am I wrong to be talking shit about uh, one of the new jeans being 14 when like two of my alts also debuted at 14. But I also can say as someone who like loves Hyanna so much, she's not okay. Right. It wasn't good that she mm-hmm. debuted at 14. No. She's doing her best, but like and even, that wasn't good. No. And even <laughs> Hyanna, ta- I mean, not Hyanna, Boa talks about how she, it was terrible for her to debut that young and then to like go to Japan all by herself at 14 or whatever. Like it's not good to debut children and like when Sai tried to put that 12 year old in his group people were like that kid's too young so just because it's happened before doesn't make, doesn't it, make okay. it good like <laughs> Michael Jackson started as a child and look at what a horrible life he had like Drew Barrymore started as a child and as a child and was an alcoholic by the time she was like 10 like that kind of child performers are always damaged I yeah because like, it's just not often good. <laughs> are often damaged right K- kiki palmer seems fine but <laughs> you know like it's it's a rough game yeah, to yeah, be yeah. a child and so when new jeans debuted i think that people were really worried immediately about how young they were and then like you pointed out about the the attention video like some shots are kind of creepy and give like an ick vibe i when i first watched the performance video was like i don't like how little these shirts are But whatever, uh, like, that's kind of, like, the name of the game, unfortunately, when it comes to girl groups. Like, they're always sexualized. It's just, like, misogyny. But then they put out a song. But, like, the first song that they put out, Attention, was, like, innocent. And, like, everybody liked it. It was a bop. So people were kind of like, eh, okay. But then they put out this song called Cookie. Yes. And And there was a huge, yeah, huge kerfuffle over it. Because the lyrics in English is the whole song in English? No, no. But the translation of the lyrics come across in English, very sexual. And it seems like just a big old metaphor for their vaginas. Yes. Come eat my cookie, etc. Wanna see you taste it. Like a couple of these lines yeah, yeah, yeah. are like, they're just gross. And everybody was like immediately like, this is gross. Mm-hmm. And then I read the whole statement on Patreon. And if you want to read it, it is truly the most unhinged company statement I've ever seen. It is so yeah. long and it is just pure gaslighting of them being just trying to pretend that there is no way that any reasonable person would think that this song is gross. And if you think it's gross, then you're gross. And they were trying to like, they were really focused on the word 
cookie and saying like, it is not common slang that cookie means vagina because if it was, then the Girl Scouts, the American Girl Scouts would not be able to say, come buy my cookies because then that would be gross. And it's like, well, no, they're actually selling like literal cookies. So nobody's thinking about that. And it's not that the word itself is slang. Mm -hmm. It's that everything around it makes it an innuendo. And they were just like totally being like, innuendo doesn't exist, only literal translations. And we will not like entertain any Mm -hmm. of this. Yeah. And it was just like, we've talked a lot about different company statements over the years. And it was so fascinating to see this company dig their heels so firmly into the side of we are right and you are wrong. Because a lot of times I think when we get company statements, it's super vague and super trying like, to say middle ground. Yeah, like middle every, ground, we're like, so sorry if you were offended, but things are open to interpretation yeah, yeah, yeah. and songs are poetic and blah. There's many different ways you can read this and whatever. But this was just like so firmly like, no, like we won't even hear the criticism. And it's like, I mean, but if everybody's saying that it comes off weird, like, to be honest, I didn't even need to look up the lyrics to think that this song was inappropriate. Like, just listening to it, I was like, is this about sex? Mm-hmm. Like, in, and I'm just like, I don't even speak Korean. Like, the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And then looking at these lyrics, like, looking at my cookie, do you ever smell it different? Ew. Why? Yeah, ew. What? Ugh. And that they also tried to claim in the statement that the song is actually a metaphor for burning mixed CDs. Oh, like, fuck, fuck you. Off. No. <laughs> First of all, that 14-year-old doesn't know what a CD is, right. much less how to fucking burn, burn one. one. Second of all, <laughs> what, what you, you don't even talk about burning a cookie. Like, give me a freaking break. I don't think so. Take it, don't break it. I want to see you taste it. That's not about music. Yeah, and that part That's is about in getting English. Head. That part is in English. Like, the I want to see you taste it no, is no, in no, English. No. And like, Mm-mm. yeah, even the song, I do, I, I, I will. I want to mess up your diet. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, these look these lyrics are funny. They are funny. They are funny. But it's, it's just but- so strange that the company would... That like, I don't, that they would take this side so firmly and like, yeah, just like people keep saying that it's just gaslighting of being like, yeah, you're wrong. Like everything you feel is wrong. You dirty pervert. Instead of just being like, we bought a song for like, because mm-hmm. I feel like the truth is that they probably just bought a yeah. song from some writer who was like, you know, trying to get Doja Cat or whatever to buy mm-hmm. their songs. Yeah. And, and I like, honestly feel like it could have, it would have been an, like whoever their PR person publicist is, they need to hire a new one because you <laughs> could have spun this as to like, no, the cookie is a metaphor for like sweet young love and like wanting to like put like when you, you know, like when you're young and you have a crush. So like you make a little some like you might bring cookies to class or like make your your sweetheart like a little Valentine or something like this is you know what I mean? Like you could have. I think tried... even it being plural cookies would cookies. have changed so much Absolutely. about it. We could we could have made this literal cookies, y'all. We could have done it. But 
made a little cookie come and take a looky only at my house come over and play like what are we playing doctor yeah like, I don't, mm, yeah there's mm-mm. just no other way to yeah. see it and, and I just I, think that when you're weird. going if you're going to debut and I, like look we talked about a little bit about this I think in many different episodes, um, my particular distrust from them came from when they bought Pledis, but I don't trust Hybe. I'm just putting it out there. I don't mm-hmm. trust them. Um, they disbanded G-Friend with no warning. They hurt newest, hurt same newest way. the same way. They made La Seraphim WAP in their debut. And now they're putting out fucking cookies for 14-year-olds. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. just think that when you are debuting a group, that has tiny little minors in it, you need to be extra careful yes. about what it is they're singing, what it is they're wearing, what it is they're dancing. There has been a lot of controversy about the woman who is in charge of this all. She seems real sketch. And I that makes me really nervous. It makes me nervous for the, for the members of New Jeans, for all of the idols that are under the, the this company and all of their subsidiaries. It just seems like maybe the best business practices are not in place. And that's very, very, very concerning. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I think it's just a real shame in the general, like, K-pop sense of, like, this applies to basically every group ever. But I think that it's just like a real shame that when something like this happens, that it seems so difficult for fans to be able to separate the issues and say like, this is not cool and they shouldn't have done this. And that not being hating the members of new jeans, Mm -hmm. because that's what I saw when the statement was released. There were a lot of people, you know, quote tweeting it being like, this is fucking unhinged. And all the new jeans fans being like, well, they said it like, isn't it clear enough? And that they take like anybody personally, they take it personally. And anything you say against like, Oh, this song is inappropriate that that equals the members of new jeans should fucking die. Like, no, Mm -hmm. we're not saying that. And nobody is against these poor girls. Like they are the victims in this situation. They're the ones that are caught in the crosshairs here and also potentially being forced to do things that are inappropriate, maybe even making them uncomfortable and I think that this was a particularly interesting situation too because objectively I think New Jeans makes really catchy music. The whole EP is incredible. It's great. And I do think that I think that Cookie is a good song but I have to like listen to it and pretend that they are like Hatsune Miko like AIs singing it and Mm -hmm. that it's not real girls that are little singing this song because it's terrible. Yeah so that's also (laughs) like another I think like conflict of uh, not of interest necessarily but like just a a conflicting emotion motion of like I heard this song and I I liked it I thought it was catchy like ooh like I love attention I love hype boy and like I want to get behind this group but I can't like mm. and then like I I you know like I got them on my girl group playlist and like that song comes on and I'm like oh yes this is so good and then I'm like they're children yeah and it like makes me feel weird in the middle of my grooving and I don't know how to I don't know how to handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't know how to swallow this cookie. Yeah, I get you. I get you. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I just wanted to rant about that for a minute on the show because it was so crazy. It was so crazy. And we've never, I've, we've never seen a company double down like this, (laughs) like so fucking hard to just be like, no, 
you're wrong. Like, well, damn. All right, then. My bad. (laughs) Um, Okay, moving on to a nicer topic. I just wanted to shout it out because I thought it was so cool. Our Discord mod, Mara, big fan of the podcast, a person that we love so much. She got to interview JB from God 7 two weeks ago. And she was like blowing up on Twitter because in one clip she told JB that she quit her job to go see God 7 because her boss wouldn't let her go. And everyone was like, it was like blowing up on Twitter. Like, yes, like pure agate, like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just so proud of her. And I, it makes my heart so warm. Yeah, it's truly, it's truly, Mara has been having like a killer fucking year. Yes. Because <laughs> she, she got to interview her like ultimate group, Victon, earlier this year and then now she got to interview JB which like she's a huge Agassé she's a big Jackson Wang fan they have a tumultuous relationship it's fine (laughs) Um, but so to get to have her like interview JB is so so fun that's my got seven bias so I was like ecstatic to see them together it was like Mara give him my number but it's fine Um, he is a baddie girlfriend and that's cool (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it was just very very cool if you want to watch it um the title of the video is jb and channel four talk music fashion and the future of god seven it is in english arabic and has spanish subtitles as well um so give that a watch it's on youtube um we love our mara i'm so proud of you yes um the next thing i had on my list was just something that i wanted to talk about for a second because it did bring me a lot of joy and right. that is that our ultimate favorite boy in the world che min ho and his favorite boy in the world shim chung min have a weird <laughs> little golf tv show that's on right now and it's called birdie buddies which is such a cute name and we watched like the first four episodes last mm. weekend And it started out, like, really funny with, like, funny conversations between them. Like, there's a part where Changmin tells Mino, like, if I had started playing golf any earlier, I would not have a wife. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the only reason that he is married is because he wasn't spending all his time playing golf. And now he is spending all his time playing golf. So I hope his wife is not mad. (laughs) But um, they go to... Sepan. Sepan. Mm-hmm. and do a little golf vacation but it's kind of strange because like two days into filming this show Changmin tested positive for covid so i think they had to shut the whole thing mm-hmm. down so it seems kind of obvious in the first couple episodes it's very drawn out that they're just like using the same footage mm-hmm. over and over and over again and but the once- episodes are still coming out and like the yeah. The uh, thumbnail for this week's episode was like them sitting in like interview chairs. So maybe they, after the mm-hmm. fact, once Changmin was negative, they like kept going. kept going or something. But it's like truly just a sincere golf show. Like, oh my it God, is it's just, just golf. them playing golf. <laughs> and then, like, because they only got like a day of golfing in before Changmin tested positive. Every time they shoot the ball, they hit the, I don't know what it's called. Every time they tee off, whatever the fuck, (laughs) 
you see it like four times because the show had like six different cameras and like three drones or something. And the drones are crazy loud. So loud. At one point, Mino is like, the drone noise messed up my butt or whatever. It's like, I can't concentrate because of the drones. And then you, and then once he pointed it out, I was like, I can't unhear it. Like, it's so it's loud, like, actually. Like in the background. Like a of freaking helicopter over them the whole time. But anyway, I would only ever watch golf. For Jamino. Yes. <laughs> like that is how deep my love goes for that boy. Yeah. That I would willingly sit down and watch hours of golf. And it's like and Which he... is I I don't like I don't like sports. I don't like watching sports on TV. And golf in particular is horrific for the environment. So I have like moral qualms right. against golf as well. And yet we watched hours of this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so beautiful. <laughs> They're so they both look insane. Changmin is hair is so all beautiful. White. Both of their hair is long and luscious. Changmin keeps like pulling his back into a ponytail, and I'm like, please stop because you're literally killing me. <laughs> and then Changmin shows up like to golf. In Mino shows up and he's like in a pro golf outfit, polo, polo shirt, tucked. tucked in white pants beautiful looking so fine that popping that booty and then Changmin comes out and he's wearing like a sheer white long sleeve shirt tucked into like baggy white pants and Mino the first thing he says to him is aren't you too sexy to play golf right now <laughs> and then he literally like zones out of everything Changmin is saying to him and is just admiring him and like petting his shoulders and being like you look so good you're so <laughs> handsome and they are in love they are in love they love you each other they so love much. each other so deeply <laughs> it's so funny and like for them it is <laughs> worth watching to us <laughs> and it's also very funny because it's the thing that i love about Mino, even though it is like very annoying to me is that he does <laughs> take all of this stuff like way too fucking seriously oh so all of the conversation that is happening in the show, like they're it's not all about he's golf. just being like, oh, you got to be like this. And so many times in the show, they just put him into fast forward because he's just rambling yeah. about like square your hips like this and the wind, like, and just fucking nerding out about yeah. golf. And then like the whole, mo like the, like five minutes later, the like sped up montage is over. And Changmin is like, I feel like I just took like a pro golf lesson. Like, I feel like I'm with a coach here. And we realized as as we were watching it, we like pieced together, I think, a key component of who Chamino is, which is that his father is a coach. And so we have determined through this show that coaching is his communication yes. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, That's all he knows. His father literally coached him through life. And so when it is time for Mino to literally explain anything, it must be done through coaching. Like that is just how <laughs> all he got. talks. That's how he communicates. And it can be really like condescending for some people. And I totally understand why Key is like, I could never marry Mino. He's so <laughs> annoying. Like I get it. But I, God but I love, it. I love him. <laughs> um, but and I'm, uh, yeah, I'm with Key. I'm like, I could never marry him either. Cause he would just coach me through everything. And I would tell him to shut up. <laughs> But I will watch him play golf, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you want to watch this show or any, a bunch of other shows, like yeah, I we just... have to shout out this platform that it's on because we had never heard of it before. And it is like a 
treasure trove of random shit of random idol content the website is sig.tv s-i-g.tv and all you have to do is just create an account with an email it's free don't gotta pay and it has so many shows like new shows like birdie buddy but also old things like tvxq 72 hours or tim log mm-hmm. or not even sm stuff there's like monster x and g idol and donkeys and, and like BTS. bts and kepler and like literally so mm-hmm. much content and it's all subbed and it's all free and it's all organized really nicely and, and i don't know like what the catch really is really high like- quality and like it just seems to be a random assortment of of variety shows yeah or not variety shows but reality Reality? shows yeah because like the like on the red velvet page it has like irene's travel alone uh like vlog or whatever and so it's just like i don't know i don't know how they've i don't know what this company is i don't know if it's like all the shows that are on there are like partnerships that they have had but there are over 20 different groups on this website and and each group has at least one show to their name so totally worth checking out um chances are that one of your groups is included in this collection um and there's just like a huge variety of stuff to watch on it so it's subbed it's clean it's really good quality there's no weird ads it's not a sketchy website um so shout out to sig.tv yeah whatever you are whatever you are the content we like it um I think that's like all I had on Newsy items. We brought it up earlier, but like my boy crush is home now, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. And he went on uh, nothing much prepared this week. And it was one of the funniest episodes ever because he like really threw the host because his energy is even weirder than hers. And she just like kind of didn't know what to do with him. Oh, great. And he was so adorable. And all of the comments on the YouTube channel were like, now I know why Joy loves him. Like, he's so cool. <laughs> he is so cool. He is cool. Absolutely. He's a cute little nerd and a dog dad. And he just seems like a, I don't know, like a sweet little weirdo. Yeah. I saw, and like, I know I on one hand, I like could be mad. I could be salty about it, but I'll choose to like take it positively. But I saw because he put out a song with J-Hope, there were a lot of like, army accounts that only follow bts acting like he literally just appeared out of nowhere wow like, rude <laughs> like oh this guy crush like let's get him a number one but like instead of being cynical and mad about it i will just say welcome to crush he has so much good music like please enjoy it like and please <laughs> enjoy all of the duets he's ever done with his bff zion t uh they have a whole adorable bromance which we have discussed before <laughs> and i think our idol friendship i think friends yeah um but yeah crush has been around and he is our boy He's my boy. Uh, we love Crush. And I love him. And I'm so happy that he's home. And I bet Joy is too. Yeah. And his dogs. His yeah. Dogs and I thought it was so very happy. It's very cute and very like not crushy, but like there's choreo to the song. Wow. Yes. So he's been doing like dance challenge videos on his Instagram with idols. And I'm like, Crush, Crush? who are you? <laughs> I love Get out of here. Cutie pie. Um, all right, so let's move on to just taking a minute to like gushing about things, like, we've things been that we've been to. listening to that we maybe didn't get a chance to like really call out on the show or discuss or anything like that. So 
First things first, I think that we've talked a little bit about it, but I feel like just because of the momentousness of it, let's start with Girls' Generation. Great. 15th anniversary, they gave us a full album. It has like, I don't know how many tracks, but a lot, at least 12. Um, And it's gorgeous from start to finish. Like, this is an incredible album. It's 10 tracks and no, absolutely no No skips. skips. No skips at all. Um, Every single song is really good. Closer in particular is a phenomenal disco Mm -hmm. song. Oh my freaking God. But literally all of them are so good. I also really love Freedom. Um, Oh, I love Freedom. No, no skips at all. I literally let that little you know how everybody does the tiktok challenges now or whatever so there was a little tiktok challenge with i think it was yuri and yuna that sounds right yuri and yuna and mino because mino did some solo stages at the sm town so the three of them uh filmed a little tiktok challenge of the like just the chorus part yeah just the little chorus part and i let that loop for a full hour so that I could learn it. And I saw a headline. <laughs> I saw a headline on a Girls' Generation Twitter account that that video of Mino dancing with them was the most viewed video on the Girls' Generation Instagram by like millions of views. And I sent it to You're Angelica welcome. and I was like, that was you. <laughs> you did it. I did it. <laughs> um, yeah, I know that now. It's like in my bones and I can't listen to it without doing it um but it's it's so good I was just like so ecstatic not just to have girls generation back in general but that they came back so strong and like one of the members wasn't able to do Sohyun I think yeah she was filming a drama so she like Mm -hmm. wasn't available for most of the episodes of Soshi Tom Tom um, oh no, but wasn't didn't somebody test positive for COVID oh, and didn't yes. get to do the stages? I think it, that was Sohyun I thought, too. I thought it was Sohyun as well. Yeah, <laughs> she. Um, so I, they, I think when they did the, they only did maybe a week of. I don't know if they did a full two weeks. I can't remember. I think they only did one week of music shows, yeah. and they did two SM towns. But Sunny was sick for the second SM. Okay, town. so we didn't get a ton of full group performances but just having even seven of them on the stage like at music bank and like wearing their cute little white shorts and like it was just so classic girls generation like forever one is I think forever one is kind of an outlier on the album the rest of the album I think had I mean there's like you know like villain or like the not it's not called devil but um or is it better run you better Better run run. you better run um there are like some songs that are like a little bit like strange or like a little bit different um but forever one in particular feels like the iconic girls generation Mm -hmm. like sound that we've come to know and love and it's just like grand and like kind of cheesy and super poppy and so to like have them all on stage like wearing their classic outfits and they're just like all legs and it was just so Oh, I don't know. Like something about it was like soul fulfilling. Like, yes. It was just like, ah, oh, yes. I totally agree. I totally agree. And like girls generation is my gateway group. And like, they will always be so deeply special to me. And like, even if this had just been like 
one single of mm-hmm. like we're getting girls generation back together and we only have one song i would have loved that but like it feels like an even specialer prettier treat that we yeah. got a full album we got, we a, got full a full reality album. show we got a reality show we got them on music shows and you and i recently watched they had all eight members on amazing saturday because Taeon and key are both uh like official cast members of Amazing Saturday. So they had the whole crew, like the whole group come on. All eight ladies were there to play. It is one of the funniest episodes of Amazing Saturday I've ever seen. They literally they had, to, had rebuild to build a set. new set. So, and then they did, they restructured the whole game too, because they've never had that many. They usually only have like three Two guests or three. Yeah. And so they had now like, a whole it was like girls generation versus, versus the, the cast, amazing saturday yeah. cast because the amazing saturday cast including Taeon, is eight people but Taeon decided to be on the girls generation team instead so it was like eight versus seven and that was really cute because the amazing saturday cast was like wait she should be on our team and all of the girls were like no she was debuted with us first like she is a girls generation first and foremost like how dare you try to take our leader away and it was really really adorable um but that whole episode was super fun and it was just like i don't know the magic of having having them all together and having them be able to do this full comeback even not all being at sm like that was really i think that this was like very momentous and like a big milestone and sets a really nice precedent for, for K-pop groups, in general yeah. like not just SM but like for Monster X for EXID for J White for uh God 7, God 7. I was going to say 2PM um <laughs> but uh cuz they're a different company right, right, right. now too but um like for all these groups that are no longer under the same management like now we have a group who has done the full deal and I think that's so wonderful and to have it be girls generation was just like so heartwarming yeah so shout out to them because absolutely they've been like a true crown a true jewel in the crown of girl groups so far this year and shout out especially to Hyoyeon who the gravity of all of this at their first SM town stage hit her real hard oh she was she so emotional <laughs> she was so emotional it was so wonderful yeah, oh it was really it. nice and i already yeah. shouted out the Soshi Tom Tom show is so good and it's being subbed in an old school sub style. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, I just totally loved worth this whole comeback out. and I was so excited yeah. that it happened. And yeah, you're like, you said it sets a beautiful precedent for the rest of K-pop and I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our, another major SM release that we have of course been loving, I feel like not going to lie things that came out in January. I'm like, who is that? What is that? It doesn't exist anymore. Sorry, Changmin. Devil was great, but also that was ages ago. The only boy I feel like I've been really paying attention to this year is Key. Yeah. This year is just ladies and Key. And so Key came back with his uh, second full album, but third release, I believe. Um, And it is called Gasoline. Um, that's the name of the album. It is a 11 track album. Um, and gasoline is the, um, the main, the title track, but he also promoted villain and bound as the two B sides on, um, on the music shows. And we've talked a lot about like when key came out with bad love, we last year, we've talked a lot about like what a conceptual artist he is. 
And he puts a lot of energy and attention into every single detail of the comebacks that he does. He's really involved in the styling. He's really involved in the like concept, um, like development. He's really involved in like every step of the way. And I think that this has is truly like a magnum opus for him. It's a like, masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. Like the album itself is so good. The concept is so well conceived and like fully rounded out. I think that the stages he was able to pull off were so incredible. And like that one stage of gasoline where he has the full pirate ship and he's wearing like a glitter. It's not a one piece I was disappointed to find, but it's like a matching like pants and like sweater. And then he has this like insane skeleton torso over him. He's wearing like literally a rib cage. But what truly, and like he has incredible eyeliner and everything, it's like drip, like he has like glitter tears coming down his face. But what like topped the cake of that phenomenal performance for me was in watching it, the way that the rib cage moved while he danced was so perfect. Mm. And I was like, this man thinks of everything. everything. Like there is no way that he allowed that piece of costuming to go on untested. And like, I don't know what it's made out of. I don't know how they made it so that at no point in the choreo does it look awkward or strange. Mm -hmm. And it's a full on like piece. It looks like it's made out of plastic, right. but it's clearly like flexible in some way because of the way that it moved with him. But like, oh, he's just a magician on stage. And yeah. I think like every single stage has been so great i especially love bound um that there's one dancer that is like so sharp in it um that i like always find myself like watching her which is funny because it's like hard to take your eye off of key but the like bound choreo is really really cool and smooth and sharp and there's a whole like voguing section to it um i laughed really hard because there's there was like a meme going around um tumblr because some guy i don't know who he is he has like a european accent of some kind he's some youtube reactor <laughs> and he watched i don't know if he was watching the studio tomb or the music video he was watching gasoline and there's a part where like gasoline so bound uses only female dancers but gasoline uses both male and female dancers and there's one point in the choreo where he is like surrounded by the ladies and like the ladies are doing like a whole like circle around him or whatever. And this European uh, video reactor was like, oh, this part shows that like Key is such a ladies man. Like look at Key with all these ladies. Like we can see that he just, he gets all the ladies and everyone on Tumblr was like, SM paid him to say this. And like, <laughs> this is propaganda or whatever. Like, have you even met Key? Like, what is this garbage? And it was just so fucking fun. I like when I, I cracked up laughing. Cause I was like, I'm sorry, but like, come on. <laughs> Something that I saw that was interesting was, well, it's like a thing that Key has done with like all of his albums so far, which I think is fascinating. And I love that he gets SM to pay for all of this. But 
the teasers for all of his albums are like completely fucking unrelated mm-hmm. to the music videos. Yeah. Full costumes and sets that have nothing to do with the rest yeah, of the yeah. album. So this one, the teasers were kind of like a Stranger Things, E.T., Ghostbusters, like 80s. Frankenstein. Kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like... He was in like a, he was, he played all the characters, but he's like a mad scientist and also like the person that's like captured by the mad scientist and whatever. Kid on a bicycle, whatever. So that's what people were thinking it was going to be. And then the music video was completely different. And a lot of netizens were in not a hating way, but a lot of netizens thought that he was copying Lil Nas X Mm. in the gasoline video with his like pointed shoulder outfits and stuff mm. and, and his leather skirt yes and that they were just like mostly surprised because they were expecting the stranger things ghostbusters thing and that's not at all mm. what he delivered in the music video yeah. um but i think that's fun i think it's fun same too. with bad and love think, there was yeah. all of that like star trekky like pink aliens and mm. none of that was yeah, in like the music video style. yeah 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 but i think that um like the concepts are always still there in the sense that like he made a lot of or he like said something about how like it's like how to be cute and scary at the same time Mm. or something and then like gasoline is like the concept of it is kind of like him being some sort of like I don't know, like demon Lord or whatever. And he's like doing some sort of like ritual or whatever. Like the dancers are like, it's very ritualistic and spooky and kind of like we're summoning a demon of some kind. And I know that he was insistent in his Mm. own V lives that this is not Kwangya and SM didn't do it. And he came up with it, but the giant, uh, edifice of his own face in the desert mm. is the same as Chung Min's devil face, and yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I see the Kwangya in this, even if you don't want it to be there. <laughs> like, yeah, but he didn't have to similar... say Kwangya at he any didn't point. Have to say I it. think Chung Min did. Yes, he did. Um, but but <laughs> he never had to. So it is, I guess, separate from from the whole Kwangyaverse. Um, but yeah, it's it's very good. It's just very good. And the villain stages with Jeno from NCT were also like so great. And that song is so interesting. And mm-hmm. a lot of people on Discord were like, this song is so sexy in like yeah. a way I didn't expect it to be. And like, I thought it was fun that he was doing a collab with a younger, mm-hmm. with a younger SM person. And yep, bringing in a little NCT, which is fun. Um, and it's really more of a duet than it is a feature. Yeah. Like they really do share the whole song. And there is, he's released three choreo practices on the um, SMP floor channel or whatever. There's one for uh, Villain, Bound, and gasoline um and jeno gino i don't know how you say his name is in the choreo practice obviously because he's like in the whole song like even yeah, if yeah, he's yeah. not rapping at the time like he they like do the point dance as a together duo yeah it's like a duo yeah. and then he also helps sing like the chorus yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. um but yeah i thought it was funny um when i saw people in the discord being like surprised that key was sexy because like where he have you has been? Always, yeah, what? Like, he has always been sexy. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, that'd be, I'm sorry. Have you not seen that stage of him in the literal harness with the pink hair when and he brings whips. up a shawl on stage <laughs> and changes her life? Because if you haven't, you should find it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Key, he's back. He's back. Live it. Love it. Love it. Listen to it. 
Who else? Who else have we been listening to lately? Um, I think the new the new Twice album is great, oh, yeah. and I watched literally every stage of Talk That Talk and every stage mix of Talk That Talk, and I just thought that it was so. It was. I wonder. I don't know how well it was like received in the fandom. Like, I truly don't know what the like word on the street about Talk That Talk was, but I thought that it was just like so twicey. Me too. And that's fine with me. Like, I don't think that they need to be reinventing twice all the time. And um, yeah, I don't know. It just like was such a solid. It's just such a solid twice comeback. Mm-hmm. And it was so nice to see Jonghyun being there, and that she also seemed. Just really excited and happy to be there. Um, And that it didn't seem like, you know, they were pulling teeth to make her do it. So, like, that's really nice. And she participated in all the stages. Like, just like when when we saw them in concert, we were really surprised that she stayed from beginning to end. She was in every single number. And uh, I I almost expect, because I remember when they came back for Alcohol Free, I think she participated in all of the stages, but there was a point... Uh, like halfway through the promotions where she hurt her back and was like doing some like amended choreo. So I wasn't sure if she was going to do the like full promotion cycle for Talk That Talk, but she did, um, which was really great to see. The outfits were really fun in this, like a little bit kooky, but like in a cute little twice way. Um, And the album itself is really fun. Um, It's I think it's an EP um, because it only has a couple of tracks on it, but um, but it's also like really catchy. That's another no skip for me seven seven um yeah I love there's so many basics is so fun like I I don't know it just has such a um like catchy little like I think one of the fun things about twice is the way that they play with syncopation and Mm. there are a few different songs on here where the chorus has really interesting rhythms to it um and it's a good it's a good little little album EP I don't know which one it is but it's good but I just wanted to call that out because I do always appreciate a twice comeback. Always. And this one was no exception. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other release that we skipped over in time but wanted to talk about or you really wanted to talk about. I haven't dove into it very hard. But Jackson finally put out his oeuvre magic man. His that he's pièce been, de resistance. He's been teasing for years. I pre-ordered this album. <laughs> I've never pre-ordered an album on iTunes before. But I pre-ordered this one. And it was worth it. Um, I got an email that was like, your Magic Man album is available today. And I was like, <laughs> yes! And I, I, it became available when I was out of town over the weekend for a wedding. And so when I was driving back home from the wedding, I like finally got to yeah. listen to it. And it's real A, really good driving music. Very good. The first two songs he previously released, Blow and Cruel, he released them as, um, as singles. Uh, but it is overall a 10-track album. It is, I believe, fully in English. Um, and it is all about sex and drinking and having a good time and driving. And like, I love that for him he has fully fully found his voice yes. I think, and like it is so so fun because as i've said on this podcast before i was not a fan of some of his earlier solo work jackson was a rapper for god seven is still and uh when he first debuted as a soloist he did a lot of heavy rap things Pepidon. And um, then he found himself as a singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has such an interesting singing voice. I agree. 
And I have loved, like he has been teasing us with these singles, hundred ways, uh, pretty please, um, d- take, drive you home. Yes, like, yes, yes. Uh, let me love you. All of these different songs that have like given us such a fun look at that, like rasp that he has. And I think in this album, he has a really, it's a really, really distinct style. Like the style of blow and cruel, it carries over through all 10 tracks. Like it is a solid, like one, I don't want to call it a one note aesthetic because that sounds like a bad thing. No, but it does but have a very clear cut. Vibe. Exactly. Every single song sounds like, yeah, this is from the same album. The songs don't sound the same, but it is about that one vibe which is something to backtrack that key is also very yes, good at at finding absolutely. an out like what does this album sound like mm-hmm. and i think jackson's album similarly is yeah like, this is it's what a, it sounds it's like it's such a cohesive sound and concept it's really fun um there are so and it goes through a few different emotions um the last song blue is actually a really beautiful ballad which i didn't really expect from him and like we know Jackson. I think if you're, you know, a big Agassé, like you know him as this like low, raspy voiced rapper, but he actually has quite a nice range in his singing mm. voice. And there's a lot of like good falsetto and high notes. Like he, I think when I said that like he's found his voice, I really think that he has learned a lot about how he sounds and like what to do with his voice um, and has found a really interesting aesthetic to explore like the sides of his voice. It's kind of more like it's a very Western sounding album. It's kind of like rock inspired. It's not super poppy, like pretty please. It's much more like gritty, like blow and cruel. Mm. Um, There's actually a song on there that always makes me think of you because it's called champagne cool. And the Shannon Love Champagne. I do. And uh, the chorus goes, I take my troubles with my bubbles and I keep my champagne cool. And it's really cute. I think that's such a funny line. I take my troubles with my bubbles. It's so cute. Anyway, Jackson, I love you. Um, And this album is fucking great. Um, You're great. Don't stop. (laughs) Yay. I love that. Um... And yeah, I mean, we talked about them last week in our uh, girl group episode, but we've just been loving a lot of girl group content this year. And we made a really big playlist of like every girl group that came out this year. Like it's like 10 hours with all our debut groups. And then also adding in your like rocket punches and your uh, your, uh, purple kisses and like all all that other stuff. Even like the red, like I literally forgot feel my rhythm was this fucking year. It's been like, are you kidding me? Like, come on. Yeah, no, this, and we even have like the A pink and like promise nine on here. This album there it's 11 hours and 13 <laughs> minutes long and it's all bangers. It is all bangers. <laughs> it's so good. This has been the year of ladies, uh, for, for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah. Was there a sp- particular group that you wanted to shout out? I mean, I already did it last week. I still stand by the Chotarang, the CSR. Mm. Like oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. still think that that was so Absolutely. good. And I even found like other videos of them, like covering other groups and like, I'm super into that. Nice. I've also been really liking the rest of the classy stuff that oh, has been on yeah. the playlist. I've really been liking um, a lot of the classy. I've been liking a lot of the rocket punch. Um, 
Oh My Girl's recent uh, so album good. is so good. They kept in a lot of the like Folktronica elements that you really liked last, last year. year. The Promise 9 album that had DM on it has a ton of really excellent disco elements throughout the whole thing. Um, oh my God, that Cherry Bullet song, Hiccups. Love it. It's like a 50s doo-wop K-pop song. And it, like when it first came on, I was I like stopped what I was doing to be like, what the fuck is this? Because it was phenomenal. Um, and so that's just been a really fun time. I also earlier in the year bought literally all of, St- after KCON, I bought all of Stacey's discography all of it. Um, and it's all really good. Yeah. All, every single song. I, I love it. There's one song. Um, oh my God. What is it? I can't remember, but there's one song that is such a red velvet song. Every time I hear it, I, every time it comes on, I'm like, is this red velvet? No, it's Stacy. Uh, same, same. I think. Okay. Um, but I can like literally be like, this would be Yeri's part or whatever. Right. Like in the song, <laughs> it's so crazy how similar it is. Um, but I almost wonder if it's like a song that they that those guys like that Black Eyed Pilsung like wrote for Red Velvet and right. then actually no let's keep Put this one. Away. Um, but anyway, this has been the year of the ladies so far. And yeah, it's been it's been really so. Fun. Spoiler alert for three months from now when we do our like wrap ups for the year, I it'll, feel like they'll be girl heavy for it'll sure. just be all, all ladies in key probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as it should be. Um, but to wrap up this little discussion, it is about to be October, which is notoriously known as a a month that is just chock full of comebacks. Mm -hmm. So we already know of some of them that are going to be happening. And like one that I can confidently say that I'm very intrigued by is that Solgi will be debuting as a solo artist on the 4th of October. And the teaser images for this are so like, I feel like this is such a strange SM thing. Like we were talking about with key that they will, the effort that is put into teasers. And sometimes that that teaser has nothing to do with the actual song is bonkers. But these like sulky teaser images are like winter's bone, like Appalachian, like, girl in the woods with a shotgun and a revenge scheme. Yeah, because it's like... She's wearing like a nasty nightgown in the mm, woods and it's like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like like, horror element. It's like like, she got attacked by something or someone mm. and then she pulls herself back together to get revenge on that motherfucker, whoever it was. And like the, they, she put out a mood sampler, um, that has like her with like knee length, like picked like braids and like a crazy, like old timey, like white, slip sort of nightgown looking thing and she's just like running around this like weird looking like plantation house or whatever um but there's this whole the mood sampler and it's like sort of spooky kooky whatever like running around like she maybe she's a ghost or something (laughs) and then it ends with this whole like this like whole fucking paragraph of text that is essentially saying like good and evil are not two separate things, but both good and evil exist in one person. And so it's about, it's definitely going to be about exploring like the dichotomies of like human nature, I guess it's called 28 reasons. And I can't wait. I love sulky. She's phenomenal. And this is going to be a trip. Yeah, my first thought when I saw the first teaser images was like, oh, did Sulgi watch Yellow Jackets? Yeah. Like, 
there's definitely like a forest murder. She like, watched like Yellow it. Jackets, Winter's Bone, and Jennifer's Body, and yes. was like, I know what I, got I want. It. <laughs> um, but that's very exciting. Um, and just a few that I have written down, like so far. Um, Mama Moo is actually going to be making a comeback on yeah. the 11th. I think and they're I know, another group where they've split from. Yes, the they have. So I was a little like, I was a, a little hesitant of like, oh, well, because after we in left, they put out like a greatest hits album. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I wonder if we'll ever get full Mama Moo again, but we will. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. I also saw that Becco from Newest is making a solo debut oh, on the fun. 12th. Sweet One of the other newests also just made a solo debut. So like, I'm glad to see that they're doing things because they were very blindsided by their mm-hmm. disbandment. And yeah. like, that's a bummer. Um, my Kepler is coming back on the 13th. Uh, La Seraphim is going to make a second debut or second comeback. comeback. Second release. Um, and there's no date for it yet, mm-hmm. but Kihyun from Monster X is also supposed to be nice. putting out more music. I loved his first EP that came yeah. out earlier this year. It was too short. Too Only short. Three songs. So yeah, I hope mm-hmm. a little more will be nice. Uh, EXID is coming back yes. after a very long time. That's super exciting. And they have all five members are actually back. EXID uh, is a group. We've done a deep dive on them, but they had they had five and then they were they promoted as just four for quite a while. But now they've got all five back. Um, and yeah, what else is anything else coming? Uh, also, let me see. I don't know if there's like a date for it oh yet. for Kara but the remaining members of Kara are all going to get back together and do like a reunion comeback which mm-hmm. is very for their of them 15th now. anniversary nice so that's always exciting like I love all of this second gen reunions yes I love the second gen reunions it's really nice and it's just good to see how how k-pop has changed because we see when we look into the first first gen groups like didn't you know, they, they had like last. three, four years mm-hmm. and then they didn't talk to each other for 20 yeah. years and had to get brought together like for a show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice to see that like these second and third gen groups that have already disbanded or gone their own ways or moved to, like that we can still get mm-hmm. our full group comebacks and like everyone gets to yeah. be there. And it's so nice. So looking forward to October, I'm sure there's a ton of other things that haven't even been announced. And we'll find out because that's usually, it tends yeah. to be like the month that I know, everyone I feel like dumps we're gonna things. Need to, like at this point, like October melties is like a new K-pop that's tradition true. that we have to like have an episode every October. That's just like, ah, all of these things. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we'll have to do that again. Maybe we will. We'll find out. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's all that I needed to rant about on Great. mic. I love it. We so, had a lot of things that we needed to get off our chests. Yeah. So I hope that that was fun and interesting to you. And yeah. uh, we'll be right back with a random game. All right. We are back. And this week, the random number generator gave us a short-lived second-gen group from 2012 called She's or She Is, but it's S-H-E apostrophe Z. Yeah. She did. They were a four member group from Line Entertainment um, and they debuted on May 17th, 2012. Um, according to their Wikipedia, which is very brief, um, they had 
caught some attention pre-debut because of connections that they had to other famous people. So they were members of the group had been like associated with different MCs and comedians like Moon Hee Joon from HOTE, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. And then two of the members of the group had worked as MCs of different shows before they debuted. Like they were together cast as MCs. So they had a little bit of, of notoriety before they actually started. And the company promoted them as a group of members who were all able to sing and perform at the level of the lead vocalists of any other idol group. So the idea was that they were going to be able to play with a lot of musical genres. But unfortunately for Shiji, they only released two EPs in their year of debut, 2012. And then after that, they had two singles in 2013 and two singles in 2014, and then silently disbanded somewhere between 2014 and 2016. Um, and it seems like based on their member profiles, a few of them, like two of them, like did go solo. One of them is married and a mom now. Um, so they kind of just seem to have all gone their separate ways. Um, but their most popular music video is their third released single from an EP called She's Love Sick. And the song is called You You, like two capital U's. Um, so if you want to look up S-H-E apostrophe Z, U U, and watch this music video with us, just press play when I say go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, we got a title card. Oh, and they're dancing in front of two giant letter U's that are yellow. Yes. And it seems like the... Oh, they have a lot of uh, backup dancers, I see. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, there's a lot of people in this yeah. dance set. So the backup dancers are wearing white t-shirts that just have the letter U on them. <laughs> but the girls themselves are just wearing like white shorts and yellow button-ups with suspenders which with is an interesting with piano suspenders yeah. specifically so we're cutting back and forth between this dance scene with the four girls and the backup dancers and then like the girls in a house i guess where they just like live together and somebody got a exciting phone call yeah, this is super, super, super second gen. Like, oh, this yeah. is the most 2012 thing I've ever seen. Yeah, we have two main box sets for the dance. One with the two U's and then another one with, like, a ton of colors, like, behind them. But they're wearing the same shirts, but different bottoms. And, like, some of them have the shirts, like, untucked and the suspenders off their shoulders. Like, it's very, it's an interesting choice. And like now we're in the house preparing for something. Getting ready. And it's like one of the members is pouting and the other ones are like running around with hair dryers and clothes and stuff. What? Okay, the description to this music video says Shiji is the only one and only group to finish this so called war of girl groups. Their top class vocal talent has met the best producing team of 2012. And then Idaniel Chagi, I guess, releasing the single album on this fall. Shija will be a new sensation in Korean girl group scene with their special musical talents. Yikes. Wow. Well, that did not I love pan hyperbole. Out for you. <laughs> okay, now they're doing a little fashion show for okay, each I, other. 
I feel like the person who got the like phone, like somebody got asked out, right? I was going to say like that preparing for a date, the way that they are acting is reminding me of the A Pink My My video yeah. where Noun gets like a Valentine and then they all like dress her up for a date. It's yeah, like that's very similar. Yes. So they all dressed her up. They gave her tips on how to flirt and then they sent her on her way. It's interesting that in both of the dance sets, two of the girls are wearing high socks and two and skirts, and two of them are like not wearing high socks. Oh and yeah, shorts. look at that. Okay, so now she's back to dish about the date, I guess. The song is very cute. Yeah, it's not a bad song, and it's it's just like very of its time. So I'm not really sure how it's breaking the mold in any way. Like it just feels like girl group stuff from I 2012. I literally thought two of them had bobs, and one of them has that insane oh, the haircut, haircut where it's a long pony underneath. <gasps> oh, the I just noticed that. Look at I all that back hair. Look Ew. at it. Wow. 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 She did. She did. Uh, you, you. Uh, all right. That's it. And this is like supposed to be weekly recommendation time. But I, I honestly feel like, yeah, we talked We just talked too about much. a bunch of shit. So I feel like if I, the only thing I said that's a real recommendation is go to sig.tv and like watch some nicely organized idol content. Yeah, see if like, any of your faves have a, have a show that's on there. Yeah, because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really surprised by it and how much content is on here and that all I had to do was sign up and I didn't have to pay nobody yeah, for nothing. Yeah, it's so. very, it's free. <laughs> I was going to say it's very cheap, but it's not cheap. It's free. It's free. Um, so, so that's exciting. That you know, if you haven't listened to any of the albums that we shouted out, check those out. Um, watch Mara's interview with JB. We gave you so many recommendations. Yeah. Just uh, dive in. So just dive in. And that is it for this week. If you would like to get in contact with us, we can be found at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. AMAKpoppod at gmail.com for emails. 181. AMAK Bob 5 for voicemails or text messages. P.O. Box 26096, Los Angeles, California 90026. If you want to send us regular old mail, uh, Linktree slash AMAK Pop will take you to our Spotify and YouTube and our Discord if you want to talk to other listeners and Patreon.com slash AMAK Pop Pod for bonus episodes. Like I said, we just, we will be putting up this week a little vlog about our time dancing with our K pop troupe at uh, the Korean festival and I might possibly, I really do want to do another show recap because the queendom one was really fun. And like Mino has a drama coming out on Netflix Mm -hmm. next week. So maybe we'll start recapping fabulous on Patreon or maybe we'll watch that. Like rappers are good at singing show or like Boa is hosting some kind of new, Mm -hmm. like show that seems to be a ripoff of, um, uh immortal songs like they're redoing that but like bo is the host i don't know point is i want to find a show and start recapping another show on patreon so check it out if you're a patron and you have a request for a show that you'd like for us because like like shannon just listed a bunch of k-dramas and like reality shows and the queendom recaps were really fun to do um but like i've also like I've watched Kin Porsche, that insane Thai boy love drama. Like, we can do a recap of that, too. Like, I'll just tell Shannon all about it because it's fucking mm. wild. Um, like, I can watch Anything. Love Between Fairy and the Devil or whatever that new C drama everyone's talking about. Like, 
You tell us. You're what the ones you paying the money, us. so tell us what you tell want. us what you want, baby. What you really, really want. So yeah, if there's like a show that you would really like us to recap, or a show that like you don't have the energy to watch, but you want to know what's happening, like Kim Porch, uh, tell us about it. We'll watch it. We'll recap it for you. Um, you can email it to us. You can tweet it at us. You can go to the Discord, put it in the Patreon channel. Whatever, y'all know how to get in touch with us. Um, and that is it. And we'll be back next week with something fun and interesting because we always figure that out. And thanks for listening to this. Love you. Goodbye. Bye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. Bye.